Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so you're participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. If you're living in Colorado and you are craving some good old Southern barbecue, be sure to give Moe's Original Barbecue a try. My favorite thing about Moe's Original Barbecue is we are a Southern soul food revival. We make everything from scratch daily, house-made smoked meats, and customer service to the next level. That was Robbie Peoples, one of the managers over at Moe's Original Barbecue. And like he mentioned, they have incredible food, awesome customer service, and I think my favorite part is how cool the environment is in both of their locations. We have live music at Moe's at our south location, 3295 South Broadway, which is a full PA system, ticket sales. Uh, we have national bands, we have local bands. If you're a local band interested in playing, feel free to contact us at mosdenver.com. We would love to have you come down and play for a big old party at Mo's Original Barbecue. Not only do they have live music, but they also have a bowling alley and a dozen TVs with all of your favorite games on. They have two locations, one in downtown Denver off Broadway and 6th, and of course the other one that Robbie mentioned in Inglewood. I would recommend Mo's to someone because we cater to all needs a family-friendly atmosphere we have colorado beers on tap all the games on the tvs it will blow your mind with amazing barbecue broncos country is sitting in the south stands drinking the curves from mile high the best part of the weekend hugging the perfect strain they become a friend Having a good time When the orange and blue W-I-N Tuning in Every day With the good folks Down at BSM Welcome, welcome, welcome Into the BSM Broncos podcast Zach Stevens Joined by Andre Simone here as today Ryan is in surgery for that broken rib <laughs> that I gave him from laughing uh. so hard. No, he's out today. <laughs> He'll be back with us tomorrow as the Broncos are back on the field for their final week of the offseason conditioning program. And if you got to put importance on it, the most important week for them as this is mandatory mini yeah. camp. They'll be on the field for three days this week. And Dre, great news. We will be able to watch every single snap that they take this week. We'll be delivering so much content, of course, on bsndenver.com and, of course, on this podcast. So we get rolling tomorrow. But until then, Dre, I'm so pumped to be rolling with you. Yeah, same. It's been a while. And before we jump in, uh, let let me tell you about Elixinol, who's our presenting sponsor for this podcast. Don't take our word on Elixinol. Take former Broncos quarterback Jake Plummer's word on it. Plummer is a huge fan of Elixinol's Hemp Balm, a tropical pain reliever that is just one of Elixinol's many non-THC products. What's more, 5% of your purchase goes to a non-profit of your choice. Visit Elixinol.com to get yours today. Dre, how are you doing today? How was your weekend? Phenomenal. Actually, had a birthday on Sunday, Ooh. so uh, 
uh, you know, good good times. Happy birthday. Thank you. Bought a new fridge on Saturday. Oh, so, is that a big uh, birthday present? No, no. <laughs> no, luckily, uh, <laughs> my family didn't do me like that. They, uh, they I got thought me, that happened once you had a kid. They got me actual presents. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so not just the fridge. So, yeah, yeah, it's true. What a what a day. I know, I know. What a weekend, huh? I, what a time to be alive. Is the extra year uh, good? Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. You just embraced. I was I was grumpy my last day as a thirty-one year old, and uh, you know, been been just doing grand my first two days as a thirty-two year old. That's what I love so, about you—the yeah. positive attitude. Uh, <laughs> you see that in me much more than 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 I do myself, and that's what I love about you, Zach. So, Dre, I celebrated your birthday by waking up at two thirty in the morning. Wow. Uh, why? My girlfriend ran a marathon. It was it was crazy. She had to be oh, at the start line at three thirty. I guess technically not the start line, but so it was it was an early morning. I got to go to Red Rocks, see the sunrise. Was there at Red Rocks and they were cleaning up after a concert on Saturday night. It oh. was uh, it was like I was in a different world being up there. Yeah, early. I believe it. Yeah, temperatures different. It's just a whole different vibe out Ab- there. Ab- and man, Dre, Ryan, and I have talked about this on the pod. Red Rocks probably doesn't make the most sense. For hosting an NFL draft, when you look at Nashville, where they have like hundred thousand people in the streets lining up, oh, and, and Red Rocks holds nine thousand uh, in, in the amphitheater, but come on, there would be not a prettier place that you could hold the draft. That it, is uh, actually one of the most amazing ideas I've ever heard. Red Rocks, yeah, and you then, could have people tailgating. That'd be yeah. insane. And then, and that's the thing is, they have parking lots. Where that you could turn into draft oh, city, yeah. so it could be a lot more than nine thousand people. The only problem still oh, that I can't get wow. over is just the proximity to, to downtown and yeah. how difficult that would be. But man, there would be that's an incredible idea. And just think about what the NFL could do in terms of just making it this beautiful thing. It, wow. It's it's hard for me to make an argument against it now, and I wasn't for it initially. You need to talk to someone in the know. <laughs> like we need to get this idea out there like uh, like Brittany Bolin because she was the one that mm. led the charge for the Broncos uh when they when they pursued the draft last year that that didn't happen but maybe she'll be in charge of that again when she joins the team in, in the fall this year word on the street is she's a regular podcast listener so Brittany this is for you uh, <laughs> get it done Red Rocks would be gorgeous gorgeous place to do the draft and make it happen just remember where you got the idea from. Bruce. That's that's exactly <laughs> right. Just give Big Z a a, a, a seat in the first <laughs> row, you know. That that'll be okay. Yeah. You can start the booing for Goodell early, <laughs> as is draft tradition. And and or, or uh, Andre over the weekend, Von Miller was a busy guy hosting his mm. third annual pass rush summit out in Las Vegas. And I'll tell you what, this event is something else now. I mean, first it turned in. First, it was Vaughn getting together with a few guys mm-hmm. uh, and people putting a name on it. Vaughn Miller Pass Rush Summit. Right. Once media asked me, he's like, yeah, it's a Pass Rush Summit. Last year, it was official again. They had it, I believe, in Missouri. Um, and they did some hmm. fishing and hunting before and uh-huh. after. They had some early and late nights doing that as right. well. Right. Uh, and that felt like a camp. You know, they got away. There were pictures from the whole weekend. And I believe that was in the middle of the summer is when they did that. So no one was practicing with their teams. Well, right. Broncos have a different schedule. They don't really have a summer this year. I'm sure Vaughn still wants to do his yeah. Vaughn Miller offseason world tour, right. which he'll probably do this summer. So he couldn't find time for a pass rush summit. So they did it this weekend in Las Vegas. And to me, 
just following on social media, it had a very different feel to it. Guess how many hours or how many days all of these guys were on a field for teaching each other? I'd say like three. Three days? Yeah. Two hours. Wow. Two hours. The Von Miller Pass Rest Summit <laughs> on the field is two hours. Huh. And you know who's leading the charge most of the time? It's DeMarcus Ware, right? It's Von Miller. Mm. Yeah, DeMarcus Ware was there. But yeah. it, the uh, Von's taken over. And then they did they did do some some uh, film room uh, in a Las Vegas hotel. I like it. And I like yeah, it. and guess who was up there? Leading the charge, coaching all of these great legends right. and the also the best of players. the best in the NFL. Yeah, it's Vaughn. That's now crazy. a few other people got up there, but most of the time it was Vaughn taking charge. And I just thought, how can this guy be coached? How can he be coached? Yeah, if he's coaching these yeah. legends, how is Brandon Staley coming in and coaching him? And you know, that's a reason why one of the reasons why coaching change was made last year is. Ryan and I saw it with our own eyes. The the outside linebackers coach the past few years haven't had any power. Right. It's been Vaughn. Right. Uh, you know, the, the outside linebackers coach said, here's the drill we're going to do. And Vaughn said, here's how you do it. Right. <laughs> right. And that was maybe one of the advantages of having Ware come in from time to time last year was that that's at least a, a voice that Vaughn respects. Exactly. A, a different voice. And uh, Vaughn brought DeMarcus out here for this. And he looks like he's an NFL player. Right. It, it, it's incredible. Some other guys that were there, Aaron Donald, yeah. the guy that knows how to get out the pass rusher better than anyone, at least last year. Yeah. Bradley Chubb was there. Derek Excellent. Wolf was there. Melvin Ingram was there. Calais Campbell, DeMarcus Ware, and, of course, Vaughn. Uh, those are just a few of the names. Yeah. There were a lot, of, a lot of players there. But he also has changed because it's expanded. Instead of just outside linebackers being there, mm-hmm. now you right. have interior guys, Aaron Donald. Right. Uh, you have down guys who necessarily aren't, 10, 15 sack guys like Derek Wolf. Yeah. But we know that Derek Wolf is Von Miller's key to getting right. after the quarterback. I mean, Von right. says it himself all the time. So of those names, and I can, I can give them to you again. Who's the best? Who would you want this year if you only get one on your team? Aaron Donald, Bradley Chubb, Derek Wolf, Melvin Ingram, Calais Campbell, or DeMarcus Ware in there, and also Von Miller. Yeah, I would take Vaughn and Aaron Donald. You get one. <laughs> Man, it's really tough. I mean, is this for any scheme or for the specific scheme we run? It's whatever you want. I mean, it's it's any scheme you want. <sighs> I mean, I really hate to do this to number 58. <laughs> um, do it, Dre. I'd take Donald. How can you I'd not? I'd take Donald. How can yeah. you not? And yeah. to, to me... It, it obviously comes down to those two guys. And I was yeah. going to ask you what the best duo is. And right. Of course, it, it's Vaughn and, and Aaron Donald. But interior pass rush is so hard to find. Exceptional mm-hmm. interior pass rush, it's like once in a generation of when oh, yeah. you find that on a consistent basis. And then you get 20 sacks from that interior yeah. guy? Yeah. Sorry, Vaughn. You've never had 20 sacks. I mean, just simply put that way. Right. And then it's also a more difficult position to find. So you have to go Aaron yeah. Donald. And that's not a knock on Vaughn at all. No, not at all. Well, and he's a little younger. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, he's just one of the most dynamic forces I've ever seen on the interior. His college tape was unreal. Just 
unreal. I mean, a beast. He is really a freak of nature. Aaron Donald, the way he can get after the quarterback, the way he can, can disrupt the interior no matter how many offensive linemen they're throwing his way is just something else. It It, it is something else. Yeah. So then, I give you two. You're taking Vaughn and Aaron yeah. Donald. Easy. Yeah, definitely. You don't even have to think twice yeah. about it. What if I said, what's second best combination of two guys? You can, you can use either of those guys still. What's the second best combination there? I don't know. I guess I'd say Melvin Ingram. And, uh, like, at, you want me to pair edge with edge? Like, it can be, it can be any of these guys. That'd be like Melvin Ingram and Donald. Okay. To me, you, you probably go, I'm putting, I think I'm putting Bradley Chubb as the second guy. So I probably pair him with Aaron Donald. But then, third combination, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. It's yeah, probably where, yeah. where I'm at right now. We're talking about yep. the best, obviously not not all of the passers, mm-hmm. J.J. Watt you would throw in, but of the elite, right. you're not too far off from just having the best combination that you could dream of putting together. Obviously, it's not a crazy statement to say the Broncos have uh, or, or have one of the best, mm-hmm. if not the best, we'll find out this year, uh, come duos. Right. But if you get to pick and choose, you're not too far off. With no, that's Von a good Miller point. and Bradley Chubb. Well, and really, I think even now you could make a strong argument for Chubb over Ingram. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of seeing what, what happens in a sophomore year. Um, but, you know, I mean, I bet you compare just because it took Chubb like four or five weeks to really heat up. And then it was like, okay, it's on. Exactly. It took this him four, five, four or five weeks to heat up. He was hot for eight right. games. And then he... Cooled down for four games yes, at the end of the season. Yes, that's true. As the whole team had their issues. Exactly. Um, but if he can take that eight-game stretch and, you know, spread it out over a 16-game yep. season, yeah, he's definitely better than Ingram. And, and that's without taking into concern, like, Ingram's had injury concerns throughout his career, um, which obviously Chubb has been Mr. Reliable thus far. Um, not just in the NFL, obviously, but as a collegian as well. So, yeah, uh, I think you could already make that argument. And with an, if if he can do that, if he can find a little more consistency, yep. it, it's a no brainer As a rookie, what do you want to see? Especially a top rookie, a top five pick. You want to see flash, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, you're silly if you expect a 15-sack season. That's why that's never happened before right. out of a rookie. But you want to see flash. If you see flash for eight straight games yeah that that blows expectations yeah. out of the water so for me a and, and i think pretty much everyone he had a fantastic rookie season mm-hmm. but you look at the first four games and that's easy just to wipe off Absolutely. And I, if he would have finished 12 games strong yeah come on no one's talking about well you would have beat the rookie record for sacks for sure exactly for sure now concern about those final four games no not not oh, concerned yeah. but no it's, a, it's something to build off of yep and totally. the rookie wall, we ask every player mm-hmm. come week 12, mm-hmm. week 13, you think the rookie, rookie wall is there? Are you feeling it? Right. Uh, how, how's your body going? Oh, I feel great, feel great. And then what happens? They completely fall off. It happens year yeah. after year after year. Really, crazy enough, the one position that avoids it the best is probably quarterback. Yeah. Because you're, it's I mean, it, 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 it's, it's really odd, mm-hmm. but it's also very odd for a quarterback just to be that good right 
through consistently right through their first season where you're, you don't really have to talk about a rookie wall because they're just up and down so much right and it's building reps and starting to become a little more comfortable with game speed and then you start to get exactly there. and i mean we got to remember in college these guys are never playing more than 12 13 games but that 13th bowl game yeah. comes you know like a month and a half after the regular season is over. Yeah. So, I mean, really it is a big difference going from 12 games with a bye, sometimes two byes sprinkled in there, to 16 games with just one bye against the best of the best. When do uh, when does summer camp or, I guess, fall camp begin for colleges? I have no idea on that. Yeah, I mean, it starts kind of earlier in the year. Um I know they have spring ball, but do they, uh, they yeah, pick up right around August? Spring ball, and then I think they take the, the slightest break while school is out, and then they return earlier than anyone else. And, you know, they're off up and at them at, in late August already. The college football season's back at it. And this year the Broncos are back at it in the middle of July. So, I mean, talk yeah. about – maybe that maybe we need to talk about later about these rookies hitting a rookie wall earlier yeah. than typical rookies. But – Dre, Vaughn, great job. Not not just bringing the best pass rushers together, but bringing his teammates. Bradley Chubb, Derek Wolf, Jeff Holland made an appearance yeah, there. noticeable addition, Jeff Holland. <laughs> exactly. Strong endorsement. <laughs> hey, he, he didn't happen to make it in our conversations of the top duos. He? No, he did yeah, not. No, he didn't. He maybe, did maybe, not. maybe next year <laughs> right, after right. going to this pass rush summit. Um, but Vaughn, Vaughn, great job bringing the teammates together. On Friday, just before the weekend, we found out some very troubling news about yeah. past teammates yeah. doing an awful job of bringing fellow teammates together. And it really, really explains even more why this team has won 11 games the past two seasons. And I don't really want to go back to 2016 because they were 9-7 and seven coming off... But really, this explains the last two years. And what I'm talking about is Devontae Booker, a guy who is the quietest guy on the team, says nothing. Uh-huh. I kid you not, there were there were media rumblings when we found out we were getting Booker on Friday. And media's <laughs> going, I'm just going to leave now. He's, he's not going to right. say anything. Can you give me a you know blade of grass out there right. that we can talk to instead? Because that, that's who Devontae is. And that's okay. You, you don't need to be. You mm-hmm. don't need to have all vocal guys on your team. But from a media right. standpoint, Devontae isn't the best. Typically, and yet one of the fire quotes of the of the week, huh? Of the off season yeah. so far. So just the third question in, Devonte was asked, "What's it like having Joe Flacco mm-hmm. on the field, off the field? His his Super Bowl presence." Yeah, and he says he's such a cool guy. He talks to everybody in the locker room. Previous quarterbacks didn't really do that so much. What? Yeah. Wait. They didn't do what so much? They didn't talk to everybody in the locker room? Right. What? This isn't like Tom Brady, Kobe Bryant we're talking about, who it's like, okay, well, they're jerks, but <laughs> I get why they might ignore some of the the lesser players on the roster. We're talking, I mean, Case Keenum and Trevor Simeon, this is who he's talking about. You can throw Brock Osweiler in, you can throw... Um, Paxton Which, I can't even believe that Brock was so happy to be back. He's like holding doors open for you guys. Mm-hmm. And he's not talking to everyone. 
It's mind like savor the moment, bro. It's mind blowing. And he can conti- exactly. <laughs> he continued and said, "Those quarterbacks, they'll just be there on the field, get the job done, and see each other walking through the halls or something. Wouldn't even acknowledge us." Flacco. I'd say is a pretty cool guy. He just brings that leadership ability to all of us that are out, out there on the field. He's a Super Bowl winner. He's just a good guy. What? Wait. You yeah, passed these crazy. quarterbacks, and we don't know if it's all four of those guys we mentioned, three, two, or just one of them. Right, but right. But it's certain there's at least one of them that was a starting quarterback for multiple games right. for the Denver Broncos during this stretch that when you passed him in the hallway as a current teammate, he wouldn't say hi. He wouldn't acknowledge you. Yeah, that's insane. It's insane. And, and Dre, we, we're, no one ever expected anyone to, to step in and fill Peyton Manning's shoes. No. Leadership shoes. No. Right. I don't expect Joe Flacco to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't expect Drew Locke to do that. I don't expect any other quarterback in the Broncos franchise mm-hmm. history to ever fill those shoes. Yeah. But we're not even asking about leadership abilities here. We're asking about saying hello. Oh, I know. What? That's the minimum requirement for guys <laughs> like Heatham and Simeon, of all people. And, and funny enough, when I was writing this article, and if you subscribed to BSN Denver, you would have known all of this and had yes. all of this detail yes. Friday afternoon, just an hour after Devontae said this. So make sure you get on bsndenver.com, uh-huh. subscribe. You also get a free t-shirt when you subscribe, yeah. so I don't. I mean, you're wearing one. I'm. Wearing, I think everyone in the That's office true. right now is That's wearing true. one. I was. It took me ten minutes to start the pod because I was looking at all the t-shirts we have. Yeah, and every time sweet. I'm like, wow, these are so freaking cool. So if yeah. you subscribe, not only do you get three hundred plus Broncos articles a year that you only get as a BSN oh. Denver subscriber. You get that for every single sport. You might be getting 400 plus. It, oh, yeah. I think it is. It's a minimum 365. Yeah. Oh, guaranteed. Just so you know, that's one a day. Yeah. So yeah. It, you'll right. be able to, right. it, we're always here for you. Yeah. So you uh, get that times four for every major sport. Yeah. Got some things coming in the works, which seems very exciting. Uh-huh. And you'll get that because this is a month or an annual subscription. Breaks down to less than $3.50 a day. Uh, a month. A, a month? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not a day. I, uh, I'm probably going to spend more on that, uh, treating my girlfriend to a coffee as she just lays in bed the rest oh, of yeah. the day. And this gets you for a month. And, yeah. you know, it really supports us. But then, on top of that, you get a shirt of your choosing. Mm-hmm. Of your choosing. So go check out BSN Locker to see all the shirts we have. Yeah. Make sure that you subscribe to that as well. And you get to comment on this podcast. You get which, to comment uh, on this podcast. Coming up. A lot of you have done. Yeah. And, and we'll get to those in just a second. But this brings me back. Well, that was that was quite a tangent there. But it brings me back to on Friday uh, when I wrote this. Mm-hmm. Ryan and I are talking. I'm like, I wrote out all the names of quarterbacks that have been here. Yeah. And I said, am I missing anyone? He says, Nope, you're good. I'm writing the article 15 minutes later. I go, oh my gosh. We both forgot Case Keenum on this oh, list. Oh, no. And that just oh, shows, you, that shows you where this team has been on the field. Oh, no. Off the field. Yeah. And Devontae really opened a door for us to see just how how much of a wreck it's been. And in, in, in my article, I... The three last three years of Peyton Manning, which was fantastic in 2013, mm-hmm. 
great for the first half of 2014, then not very good the second half, and obviously not a good Peyton Manning in 2015. Yeah. So I'm not taking, like, Peyton's, you know, multiple MVP years and putting them together. Right. Taking a, the worst he was yeah. and mixing it with an MVP year. Yeah. He had the same amount of interceptions as the quarterbacks, the Broncos quarterbacks have had the past three years. That's Oof. that's wow. interesting that yeah. Peyton had that many interceptions compared to these guys. He had doubled the touchdowns. Yeah. So on the field, it's been terrible. Yeah. And off the field, Dre, it's been worse. I, I just can't believe that. Now, is this because Booker's so quiet that they were like, <laughs> forget you, Booker. Like, he doesn't want to talk to right, us anyways. Right, like, why acknowledge this guy in the, in the hallways? Why bother? Everyone else is like, oh, no, they were super friendly. I don't know what Booker's talking about. That is so odd. Really, like, what a great look into, one, what makes Flacco a legitimate starting quarterback in this league. Saying hello. Say no. <laughs> hey, sometimes it's the small things, my man. It's true. Um, and yeah, the, the just the, the 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 disaster that was the Simeon Keenum era. And that gives me hope. Is maybe Joe Flacco really is the Joe Flacco he's been of recent? Maybe he's you know right. what one and a half touchdowns to one interceptions, one point eight to one. He's sitting at 21 touchdowns and 14 interceptions or something. Mm -hmm. You look around the league, especially you look over at KC and what Phillip Rivers is probably going to do, and you're like, oh, God, Broncos stand no hope. But then you think, well, it's better than what they've had on the field Mm -hmm. recently. And Mm -hmm. then you couple that with the guy who actually brings leadership. And more than just saying hello, but making sure everyone's tuned in. And it's not just Fangio where people are – being held accountable for and showing up five minutes early to meetings and making sure they're doing everything they need to do when week 11 comes around. But it's the quarterback right. who they also have to have to be accountable for. And that right there probably does win you mm-hmm. uh, uh, or could win you a game or two. And you don't put the Vance Joseph mistakes that cost you a game or two last year. You right. add a game or two on with Joe Flacco. Hey, yeah. yeah, yeah. Joe Flacco makes that throw to Demarius Thomas against the Chiefs. Boy, I should hope so. That right there is three to five games. Yeah. That right there is nine and seven, 11 and five. And what are we talking about? We're, we're not talking about uh, Bryce, uh, uh, all the additions that they made. Kareem Jackson, Bryce right. Callahan, um, the, another great rookie draft class. These second year guys now stepping up. Right. We're not talking about any of that yet. And. Uh, do I think, you know, quarterback leadership is worth two to three games? No. But it's tough one to quantify. Go a long way and something clearly the Broncos have been missing yeah. so much. Yeah, it's having that buy-in. And it's also, I mean, the fact that he's already his opinion is gonna carry more weight than Keenum or Simeon's ever did. Exactly. Because he's won. Yep. So when he tells you something you got to respect it because he at least knows what he's talking about. Exactly. And we want and we want your guys' opinions to carry weight. So we'll get to your comments and questions right after this break. 
The Greg Mastriona Golf Courses at Highland Hills offer something for everyone. With a championship 18-hole golf course, the regulation 9-hole blue course, and two par threes, golfers of all skill levels will find exactly what they're looking for. There's a lot of opportunities for families to enjoy the game of golf together here. as We do have multiple courses, all different skill levels, so it's a great place to teach and develop really a good way for families to you know grow their skills and enjoy the game together. That was Alan Brown. He's the director of golf over at Highland Hills. If you're busy at work all day, don't worry. At Highland Hills, it's never too late to start a round of golf. Well, Highland Hills has a fantastic pay for what you play program. It is designed for the player to play after four o'clock or five o'clock in the evening. And you check in. You play as many holes as you can until dark. And then you come into the pro shop and we give you a rain check for any holes you don't finish. We also do a really fun event, Glow Golf, on our par three golf course. One time a month, $25, no cart, but we give you glow balls. It's a fantastic way to have some fun with friends and get out and enjoy the nighttime and the summertime here in Colorado. To learn more and book a tee time, head over to GolfHighlandHills.com today or call them at 303-428-6526. Welcome back into the BSM Broncos podcast. Zach Stevens joined with Andre Simone today. Andre, so, so pumped. Any day I get to do the pod with you. Always. Always a blast. Absolutely. And I know you've been dying to hear from the listeners. So let's jump in. And we have some great ones coming in. First one from Rob. He says, let me start this off by saying how much I respect Peyton Manning. Before he played for the Broncos, I thought he was the best quarterback that has ever played the game. I still think that. I was at his first Broncos home game against the Steelers. He was doing what Peyton does. Calling a few Omahas and getting the defense to reveal what what it's doing so he can call the audible. I got Troy Polamalu to ju- or he got Troy Polamalu to jump. Then he stood up from behind center, waved his finger at Polamalu, audibled and threw a touchdown. I'm incredibly lucky I got to see the man work his magic live. He was the best man. Yeah, Rob, what a I mean, awesome I, I, I just story. I love I mean, that story. Just put a smile on my face. He yeah. says. Now, having said that. I think most people will remember him as a Colt, and his Broncos jersey will be sort of like a Jerry Rice Raiders jersey or Joe Montana Chiefs jersey. Those those guys have had great success on those teams too, but when you say Jerry Rice, you don't think about the Raiders or Seahawks or Broncos. Even the stadium made Manning a footnote under Chapuca. He's, he's great on and off the field. I'm a huge Peyton fan, but he'll go down in history as a Colt. I don't know the man, but I personally think he stayed in Denver because his kids started going to school here rather than his connection to the Broncos. No reason to no reason to uproot your family when you're retired. So a few things on that, Rob. I think it's a it's a very good point. You 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 laid mm-hmm. stated your case. Yep. Um I'll just start backwards. A lot of athletes that come to Denver, unless they want to be in, in, in the life and in the New York or in the LA, yeah. a lot of athletes retire here. So mm-hmm. yeah, certainly. I mean, it's not because of the Broncos necessarily. Denver is a great place to raise yeah. a family. Uh, his kids are in a great school and started school there. So sure, certainly makes sense. But just because he lives here doesn't mean he has to be connected with the Broncos. Right. But he is. Right. He chooses that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it was a family decision to stay here. But he chooses to go to every single Broncos game, as he said last week. He chooses to do all of his, most of his NFL uh, stuff at the Broncos headquarters. He cho- yep. he could fly out to New York. I'm sure 
the NFL would send a private jet down to get him at Centennial and fly him to New York or fly oh, him to sure. Louisiana, fly him wherever he wants to sure. do in order to record those clips. Nope, he just takes the 10-minute drive down to the Broncos facilities to do that. So he does choose that. Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty cool that he's done that. And I think, you know, in some ways the fact that he, you know, Montana was only with the Chiefs, what, two years? Um, took him to the playoffs the first year, then kind of fell off by year two. Did he win a Super two. Bowl with him? He did not. Did Jerry Rice win a Super Bowl with the Raiders? He did not. He mm. got embarrassed by uh, John Gruden's Tampa Bay Bucks in the mm. Super Bowl, in fact, which uh, Broncos fans will remember fondly. And I think we have a few listeners that chime in later that point the fact out, if you win a Super Bowl with the Broncos, you're a Bronco. And especially, I, I don't like to do that with a defensive tackle or a wide receiver, or I'll name every single position other <laughs> right. than quarterback. Right. When you do it with as the quarterback, yep. that means something else. And just another another note to Rob, uh, he says the stadium made Manning a footnote under Trapuca, and he's right. The yeah. Broncos have some signs of the yeah. retired numbers that they have, uh-huh. and it, it's the number, and then above it, I believe it says the player's name. So, of course, right. you have seven. L way above it. Right. 18, you have Trapuca above it. And in smaller letters, it says Manning below it. Uh-huh. I don't think anyone is saying that Peyton's number should be retired. And, and we should forget that Frank Trapuca ever played with sure, the Broncos sure. and plaster his name over. But his name's not going to be a footnote in the Ring of Fame next year. He's going yeah. to have his own ring of fame. And yes, he'll absolutely go in the Colts ring of fame or whatever they have. Oh, sure. But he's also going to go in the Broncos. Yeah. So, Dre, do I take it that you believe he's a Bronco? Yeah. Or do you think he's more of a Colt? I think he's more of a Colt. I think, though, in retirement, things with the Colts were a little murky because they, they didn't want to stick with him. They, they were... In a, in a tough situation, uh, you know, with not having the first pick in the draft that had Andrew Luck, the most surefire uh, quarterback since John Elway. Mm-hmm. Um, and they decided to move on. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that makes it so that the breakup was a bit ugly. And the breakup in Denver wasn't ugly, even with the whole Brock situation and what have you, uh, you know. The best deodorant is winning, and especially winning a Super Bowl, and that's what they ended up doing. Um, not to mention, record-breaking season. Uh, when it's record-breaking, it, it broke any records he might have set with the Colts as well. Um, so, you know, he set some pretty important milestones while, while in Denver as well. Um, and I think to some extent those mean a little more because of how he was held back physically. Exactly. You know? he, had, he had a ring of fame career just based on what he did with the Broncos. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he'll be going into the oh, ring yeah. of fame next year. I imagine not official, but he'll be going into the ring of fame because of just what he did with the Broncos in those four years. Not because he was an all-time great that came and chose the Broncos and it was a, a feel-good story. Right. Also, I think, and I'm not saying that Peyton's more of a Bronco than a Colt, but no. I, I, I just think that what helps him to is what came right after Peyton in yeah. in, in yeah. Indianapolis. Right. A, another great quarterback, the most hyped quarterback right. since John Elway, like you said, potentially. And then, or maybe the most hyped quarterback since Peyton Manning. Yeah. What came after John Elway that 
obviously John was an absolute stud, mm-hmm. and uh, there was no question about his legacy. What came after him? Was there a Peyton Manning that followed immediately after? No. No. So fans, yeah. fans got got a taste of them out. They wanted more. Yeah. And then got it with Peyton. So everyone everyone embraced him. But I, I think it's a, it's a fun dialogue mm-hmm. going back and forth. Yeah, totally. But Peyton, really important career. And as you point out, that stretch he had with the Broncos better than most. I mean, that what is four year stretch? Yeah. I'd take that. That four year stretch is better than. Kurt Warner's career, arguably. Right. Or Eli Manning's career. Right. You know, and the Joe Flacco's career. You know, you can right. go down the list of guys who still accomplished some pretty important things like winning rings and Super Bowl MVPs and right. still say that what Peyton did in that brief stretch in Denver was better than most. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, Rob, I love, I love that you're chiming in and just giving us a different point of view. Yeah. Next one coming in from Free Lindsay. He says... So now that the Peyton Manning is a Broncos case is solved, how do you guys view DeMarcus Ware? On his social media, you can tell he is very proud to have worn orange and blue, and he's obviously involved with the team as a position specialist last year. Mm-hmm. In my personal opinion, I think you have to consider him a cowboy, but I'm curious to hear your guys' opinion. Keep killing it. This gets more interesting. <laughs> yep. This gets more interesting. It's a little harder. I think he's definitely a cowboy. No disagreement. Being the quarterback and being the Super Bowl winning quarterback for that franchise puts more of a a stamp that no matter what, you are partially a Bronco. Right. Here's the case against him being a Cowboy and being a Bronco, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, He didn't win any rings in Dallas, if I'm I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's pretty important for DeMarcus, Mm -hmm. who also was dominant in that playoff stretch. Mm-hmm. And that AFC championship against Brady. Woo! Yep. Um, so that's a really interesting one. Mm-hmm. It is very interesting. And you know what helps his case for being a Bronco? But I agree with you. He, he's a Cowboy. What helps his case along with the Super Bowl is his connection to the Broncos still. And not just as a the specialist coach last year. That was a hokey position yeah, really yeah. but right. i mean he was in the building he was in the building more than he was in the cowboys building now yes. he also he did some things last summer where he visited the cowboys and helped them out and the broncos kind of put the kibosh on that <laughs> right. from happening again because he was being paid by the broncos right. he can't go help other teams right but so he, he was in their building but in the broncos more but von miller his relationship with von miller and hanging out with von miller often going to this past rest summit hosted by von miller um, a, that friendship mm-hmm. just always reminds him of the Broncos, uh, connects him with the Broncos. Yes. So I think right now he feels like more of a Bronco than he will in 10 years when Vaughn is no longer playing. And in 20 years, then we'll really see that separation happen mm-hmm. and where everyone will say, okay, he's a Colt. But right now, I, I, or, or a Cowboy, right now it really does feel like he's more of a Bronco than he should be. Yeah, more rooted. And, and I think 10 and 20 years down the line with Peyton, you're not going to feel the separation that's going to happen right. uh, with DeMarcus and the Broncos. Yeah, good point. Next one coming in from Cleavers83. He said, I heard Nick's comment about about starting to like Philip Lindsay and the Broncos after listening to the Broncos pod being a fan of the BSN Avs pod. I had a similar experience with the Nuggets this year. I've listened to the Broncos pod for years now. 
But just this year, after hearing you guys talk about the Nuggets the past few months, I couldn't help but watch and fall in love with the team, even listening to some BSN Nuggets pods during the playoffs. That's uh, awesome. Love to hear that. That's I mean, really incredible. Becoming a BSN lifer right in front of our eyes. Right? Yeah, 100%. That's amazing. And that's what's great about BSN and about the, the way this company was built was if you subscribe and you just want Broncos, come on, the subscription is well oh, worth yeah. your money. Plus oh, yeah. the free shirt that you get. We have a lot of awesome Broncos nice shirts. Broncos, official Phil Lindsay gear. You can also just listen to us for an hour and a half to two hours a day. Yeah. If you want all the Denver sports, it's perfect. Yeah. You just pair them up and you are locked and loaded on the website and on the pod. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. So love hearing that story, and welcome to the whole fam. You know, we just yes. got to get you on, on yes. the Rockies, which Andre's wearing a uh, awesome purple rain Rocking shirt. Rocking my right purple now. rain. I love this one. Next one coming in from Elroy Jetson. He says, Hi, guys. The offseason coverage so far has been awesome. Big in part thanks to you, Dre. You oh, kill, I, you I don't kill know the offseason. <laughs> I says, appreciate it. My first jersey was a pot roast Terrence Knighton jersey. Wow. I'm a defensive guy and loved his personality. Unfortunately, I I bought from a friend who had connections, and my 3X jersey ended up being a kid's 3X, oh, no. I think. <laughs> my brother-in-law bought me a Manning for Christmas right after, so now my daughter and I both wear jerseys when we can watch a game. Henry should use his HIS acronym. Henry is staying. Ah, that's a good one, uh, Ray Jetson. Henry's like in it. the office here. Like he, he's uh, right here behind us. He appreciates it. Uh, Elroy also says, Oh, and fan-wise, I got hooked in the late 80s watching Young Gun Elway and Company. Really became diehard when Elway gave me back or gave me back-to-back Super Bowl wins as a high school graduation gift. Yes, I know my age is showing. Oh, that that's uh that's awesome. I love that we have listeners that are older than me. So. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Elroy Jetson. My only beef with that is so he's going to games and he's got the super nice official uh, Peyton and his daughter's rocking the pot roast. <laughs> I don't know if I approve. I don't know if I approve. You tell me you wouldn't put you wouldn't do that. I think it's time for a new jersey for uh for little Miss Jetson. That's yeah. that not disagreeing. Yeah. That's pretty funny. A, a small uh girl wearing a, a Terrence pot roast Actually, jersey. There is there is some of the, some comedy to all that too. Boy, pot roast was he was a character. He was fun and his uh I don't know if he had it the whole time he was here. When he had that face mask that had like 100 bars across it, and you could couldn't see his face anymore, the dark visor, man, he was he was fun. He was fun, and he wanted to be paid a ton of money, and the Broncos weren't going to do that. Uh, no one wanted to do that. <laughs> turns out, turns out. Next one coming in from Philip, uh, from Philip. I would have read the whole thing if Ryan didn't tip me off of this last week. Uh, he says, <laughs> "How dare you!" My grandfather helped build this country, LOL. Little office joke. Question time. Do you think Case Keenum didn't acknowledge Booker or other players in the halls? Case might have sucked like a vacuum, but he did seem like a good guy. So getting into the conversation we had in the first segment. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, it's impossible to speculate. It is a bit baffling, though. He seemed like such a good guy around the community. Came off really good at the galas. Um... Especially he was about that life. Right. When he got the $18 million per year for the Broncos, he wrote a book. He 
Uh, he, he did the charity things. He wanted to be the face of the franchise. He wanted to be John Elway. Now, he knew it wasn't John Elway, but he idolized John growing up, and he wanted to, to impersonate that. So is that why he was, once practice was done, he was off and at him? He had books to write and gallows to go to? Like, <laughs> Maybe he, he was a busy man. He, he, he didn't have his wife write and say hello to teammates as you're walking through the hall. <laughs> also, not acknowledging when he passed by the halls. I would really like to... Because an acknowledgement is like a, a half smile and head nod, right? Right. You don't have to be like, hey, Book, how was your weekend? How are those Utes doing this year, you know? Uh, just an acknowledgement is make eye contact and be like, top of the morning to you. Yep. Um, he wasn't doing that. What's even more damning, regardless of who the quarterback is, Devontae Booker, outside of the other quarterbacks, probably talks and is around quarterbacks more than anyone else on the field and off the field. So... I mean, it is so bizarre. And here's yeah. the thing about John is John, if you talk to his his past teammates, loved him. Everyone loved him. Not because he was great. I mean, it certainly helped. Sure. But he was a dude. He was one of the guys. He was, yeah. you know, shooting the shooting the shit with everyone. Right. You got that you gotta start with a hello in, in order to do that. So I, so I don't know true. exactly what quarterback it was, but kind of a key part. Yeah, it's it's almost hard to believe. It is. It yeah. is. He continues says also sometimes sometimes wins or money allows makeups for mistakes. College or pros, they always turn to blind eye most of the time as long as they can win or make money. So that's in relation to what is uh, that relationship to? to Case Keenum not saying hi. Mm, right. Right, exactly. So that you'll you'll be you'll accept like a guy like Kobe Bryant or right. Tom Brady, you know, could can get away with being a jerk because they're leading you to make money on your second contract and get that Super Bowl ring. Yep, yep. Uh, he he goes and says, "Also, my name was a, my name was a complete joke. I've been listening to the pod for years, <laughs> at least two years, I believe. Decided to subscribe for the shirt and made the name quick as a joke." Always have loved your guys' work. Oh, we we love the name, love Philip. Yes. I love those uh, those creative names. And, and <laughs> speaking of uh, yeah. creative names, Andre, this is very random. What do you think if I uh, if I name my kid Steve Steven Stevens? Oh, I like that. <laughs> Rolls like off the that. tongue, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> that'd be like me naming him Simon Simone. You know? <laughs> Why not? That'd be fun. Do we have uh, one of those in the future? I'm. I have a friend that has um has put it out there that he would he would offer up some some money if I mm. if I did some naming like that yeah like eighteen mil or something I wish I know? wish no. anyone not say hi to him not quite eighteen mil yeah <laughs> if so if eighteen mil was online that would need to be done right now yeah yeah <laughs> I think I think that's the kind of figure I could convince my wife to get <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> Next one coming in from Dan Burke. He says, hey guys, really enjoying the offseason coverage so far. Kind of dreading the down period that's about to happen soon. But luckily, the extra preseason game means things start a week early. And Dan and everyone, we're not leaving. Yeah, pods, uh, pods will still be coming we'll be here. regularly. Pods, pods yep. will be coming. Content on the website will mm -hmm. be coming. And so if you're thinking about subscribing, but you're like, ah, it's about to be a downtime. Remember, this gets you a whole year. So you yeah. don't wait. Subscribe now. Then you'll be on board. You'll have your T-shirt 
by the time training camp rolls around, which, Dre, it's next month. Yeah, it's coming up. Like, it's around the corner. It's hard to wrap my mind around. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it is wild. He goes on and says, Brendan Langley is probably one of the players I'm most interested in this offseason. Never really liked him and thought he'd be long gone by now. But I've heard some interviews from him since. And the way he handled the stink, the Mark Schlera situation yep. uh, made me like him more. You guys noticed an improvement in his development as a wide receiver from the first time you all saw him to recently? Have you noticed that? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I mean, this, the... So there's kind of clearly a, a tier one of wide receivers on the Broncos rosters, which I think is a healthy Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton. Yep. There's a clear tier two, which is basically Tim Patrick and Deshaun Hamilton. That tier three is really interesting, though, and how that all plays out and how everyone battles that out. It's very interesting. Yeah. And from what I've seen, Juwan Winfrey is showing the talent. Mm-hmm. It is showing the talent not to be an impact this year, and that's why we haven't talked sure. about him, but to be that clear leader in tier three. It's not like you can't keep six wide receivers, especially if the six wide receiver is uh, a threat on special teams. Yeah. He does everything mm-hmm. on special teams. So that's where Brendan's going to make the team this year. Not not a shocker. Mm-hmm. What I've seen from Brendan is he can catch the ball. He, he's got good hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can do the one-handers. He can he can jump. He has all the physical tools. And he can run. Yeah. Um, his routes look fine. But we haven't seen a full route tree yet from yeah. these guys. So that's yeah. something we'll really get to see. I expect to know the, the down low on Brendan a week into training camp. Yeah. We're, we're going to know if he has a shot or not. When everything is thrown at him in these two-hour-long practices with pads, right. and things are ramped up, these practices uh, are still just a ton of learning. And Right, right. That's the part of the game that is a huge question mark for Brendan. Can you can you pick yeah. that up? Yeah. What do, what do you think of Brendan moving to wide receiver? Yeah, I mean that's some of the first tape I'd ever watched of him was at wide receiver, which Should made me think like, there? oh. Huh. <laughs> Actually, the very first play I saw him is uh, he went to Lamar, right? Yep. Yeah. It's incredible. You remember all of this? Lamar against Baylor. This is when Baylor was still good before the. So, anyways. Deep routes, outruns this guy, but the pass is terrible. So he has to go back and track it, and basically it was a, it was going to be intercepted, but he had to knock it down. So even though he's playing wide receiver, he, he ended up playing like a corner because he had to that. But, <laughs> but so, he didn't have to run backwards to start but the play. He did so not. He, was he did position. not. Uh, straight ahead. Um, you know, there's there's a need for a, a, a deep threat in this offense. Um, that's assuming that Emmanuel Sanders won't have that same speed and ability to separate. Uh, Tim Patrick does run, you know, 4-4 and has size. Um, but I don't think they see him as a, a legit deep threat. You know, we got to see that more at the NFL level. So they, you know, with these big arms they have and with this offensive scheme that's going to try and stretch defenses vertically – a guy like Langley could fit and kind of fills a void that others in that mix uh, won't really be able to fill, and he has the added advantage of being a, a special teamer. I just don't know how much, how many opportunities he's going to get. I mean, all these guys need so many reps. Even those first two-tier guys, 
They need reps upon reps upon reps upon reps. The only person that doesn't need reps is Emmanuel Sanders, and he may not get reps, but you still want him to form a, con- a connection with, regardless of who the quarterback is, first string, second string. Right. He's caught no live passes right. from those guys. So. And get back in the swing of things and learn the new offense. I mean, he's going to have to get his reps too. That's a good point. So Exactly. And with Brendan, he's going to fill that role. Like you said, the deep threat role. And when you look at him, you're like, okay, he's he's just on this team for speed. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, well, his size isn't awful either. Oh, no, good size. So, yeah, good, good Above size. Above six foot, at least, you know. Remember, we can, well, can he be practice squad this year? He's probably I'm been active sure. too much. So, yeah. it, it, it's going to be very interesting to follow. That's something that the Broncos better well, not be counting on. And clearly they're not. They drafted Juwan Winfrey this year. And it'd be nice if he wasn't just an ace gunner and could give more, bring more to the return game. If he can lock up both return positions, then he'll certainly be on Because the there's team. a void there. A, like, qual- a quality punt and kick returner is needed. Exactly. So that's interesting. Um, what do you say we take a, a quick break here and then we get right back for this final segment and take more of your questions? There you go, PSN Broncos podcast. I almost said draft. Uh, Zach Stevens, Andre Simone. We'll be right back. What's up, guys? Ryan Konigsberg here, and I got to tell you about the Blake Street Tavern. It's my favorite sports bar in town, as evidenced by the fact that we had our fantasy draft there. It's where I watched Super Bowl 48. It's where I watched CU win a Pac-12 basketball championship back in the day. Uh, it's the place to be for any sporting event. It's the biggest bar in town. I always joke you could land a 747 in there. It was named the National Sports Bar of the Year in 2017 by Nightclub and Bar Magazine. It wins Best Sports Bar in Denver seemingly every year from Westward and anyone else that's voting. It's the place to be. Uh, they've got great specials, and the food is out of this world. I recommend the nachos, the green chili fries, Uh, The Buffalo Chicken Wrap, you name it, they've got it. And the location is perfect. Just two blocks north of Coors Field, and they have parking. So go check out the Blake Street Tavern. Welcome back to the BSM Broncos podcast on this final segment before we're talking Broncos football on the field tomorrow. Dre and Ryan will be back. But until then, excited to do this final segment with you. First one coming in from Craig L. He says, blood sausage or black pudding, as commonly known in the U.K., is a tasty addition to a cooked breakfast. Black pudding is the same as blood sausage? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I had I thought black pudding was a pudding. You would think, and yet uh, <laughs> that's how they do it in England. You'd think a pie would be sweet, instead there's got meat in them. Uh, you know, you're right. They mix it up, and they also keep it, they keep it 100 with their breakfast. You know? <laughs> they, uh, they like to go all out. I haven't... Uh, you know, the UK always gets knocked for their food. Mm-hmm. Yes. Their breakfast is good? Uh, <laughs> they go all out. We what, don't say good. <laughs> what I think is irrelevant. Yeah, I know that, you know, it's a lot of, you know, they, they go hard with the beans and sausage. and mm, Well, right up my alley, beans and toast, sausage. Toast, muffins. Uh, yeah, you know, so... See, that, that po- the positive attitude, right? I'm, I'm a bit more of a, a sweet tooth guy in the morning, you know, so that, that might be a little much for me. But, but to each their own, you know, I get it. And good thing he commented today with Ryan out or else we wouldn't have been able to read the part about blood sausage. I guess if you put it in black pudding terms, maybe it'll slide Sounds more appealing, exactly, huh? Yeah. Exactly. He says, uh, I don't have a Broncos jersey yet. 
I nearly bought a Britain Cole quit one. What? Then the talk of cutting him started, so I didn't. I have an odd fascination with punting, so would love a collection of punters jerseys. I can't decide who would get who to get, so never ended up buying one. And always wanted an under the radar one like Paradise Gotsis or Jano. Maybe one day. Or just need to load up on a BSN t-shirt instead. That's right. Those will never go out of fashion yeah. where hunters probably yeah. pretty often. Especially the last couple of years. You might have thought like, oh, Riley Dixon, they drafted this guy. He's definitely staying for the long term. Like, yep. nope. Yep. Marquette King, oh, he'll be around for a long Paid time. A Pro Bowl punter, yeah. <laughs> no, he, he gone. Um, Colby so, Wadman, is he the future? Yeah, I've... I wouldn't. I wouldn't count on it. Um, you know what's wild is during this off season, the Broncos brought in uh, a second kicker to uh-huh, you know, quote unquote compete uh-huh. with Brandon McManus. They didn't bring in a second punter. It's wild. Now Brandon and the other guy they brought in, he's wears number one and is like shorter than me and more ripped than anyone on the team. He oh. uh, they Good they alternate him. days. So I think the reason they did that was uh, to, to give Brandon some days off. Yeah, keep that leg fresh. Ex- exactly. Colby, they want to just burn through that leg. Weird. <laughs> he so says, weird. on supporting the Broncos, I've always wanted to get into the NFL, but was hard as a kid in England in the 90s with all be, with it all being on too late at night. Yeah. Bad excuse, I know. That's not a bad excuse, especially no, no. when you're a kid. Yeah. He says, in 20... 20- in 2006, however, I made a concentrated effort to get into it and follow a team. Orange is my favorite color, which helped. But around that time, I was listening to a lot of Towns Van Zat. Did I say that right? Uh, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Especially his song, Colorado Girl, which I'm led to believe is about the beauty of Colorado itself rather than an actual girl. Probably onto something there, Craig. Yeah, well, there's, a, there's a lot of that going on around here. <laughs> yep. He says, this led me to spend far too much time on Google Earth looking all around Colorado and agreeing that it is a beautiful place that I hope to visit one day. All this made it quite easy to pick the Broncos to follow. As I'm sure all y'all know better than I, the 2006 season wasn't too exciting, and that, with the distraction of a female form, I only really followed them from afar for too long. It was a Super Bowl season that it finally clicked for me. I finally understood the game and have been hooked ever since. Luckily, for me, that Super Bowl 50 win helped suck me in and followed through through thick and thin ever since. Finding BSN is a much simpler story. I think it was just after the Super Bowl win. I searched Denver Broncos on iTunes podcast and BSN came up. I've been listening every day since. I don't think I've missed one. Have been binge listening the last few days to catch up after the holiday. Also, in my second, also I'm in my second year of subscription. Happy BSN fan here. Enjoy your work and proud to be part of this community. And boy, Craig, are we so happy Terrific. to have you? I mean, you're, you're yeah. one of the OGs. What a, what a cool story about how you you found the Broncos. How unique. I mean, how many yeah. other people found the Broncos by hearing a song, liking the color orange, and then just falling in love online on Google Earth? With, with Colorado and then linking up with the Broncos. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And a happy happy anniversary to your BSN subscription, if that's what you're implying <laughs> yeah. to being two years in. And, you know, I grew up in Italy, so I can associate with uh, having a hard time watching the Broncos when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. My grandpa would mail me, like, VHS recordings of games or 
newspaper cutouts, and that's kind of how I followed because the internet wasn't wasn't super. You certainly couldn't stream games at that time. So um, it's a whole different world now that we live in and the way that fans internationally can watch on demand and follow along year-round. Well, what's your story? Well, I mean, my mom's from Colorado. My dad is Italian, but when he lived in the States, would go to Broncos games with my grandfather, who was a season ticket holder, and he was kind of a statistician and would be on top of everything you know so in their section my dad was the one who'd be like oh he's at 98 yards now or that puts him at this for the season and you know was in touch on all the details easy to see where you got it from yeah uh so i've grown up a broncos fan my whole life but wasn't always you know like i would always be here in the summers visiting our grandparents and so watching preseason was a huge deal for me mm. and going to a few preseason games with my grandfather was a huge deal for me um and you know i grew up john elway was god and uh you know then started winning the super bowls and everything so i, I mean i've been hooked forever but yeah following from afar has been has been different and i think it's what has given me that craving, you know, for starters, I followed it from afar from a statistic, like I would follow box scores. So that's my love for statistics. Mm -hmm. And my the fact that I'm so wanting to search the film and watch as much as I can on any new player, it's because I was, I was neglected for the first 18 years of my mm -hmm. life. I couldn't do that. So now I just want to gobble up every ounce of football I can so I mean that's really kind of set the course for my my entire life which is, is a, a bit insane that is way too cool and especially that the game started as a box score for you right and yeah. it, it makes sense especially your grandpa why why you are why you like the game through that angle so much right man that's cool so mm -hmm. always a Broncos fan you just have you just have a oh, nice always. little cover-up in front. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> Next one coming in from David T. He says, I've been listening for a while, but this is my first comment. As far as jerseys go, my first was a Carl Mecklenburg. I also have a Manning, a Bronco, as far as I'm concerned, Sharp, mm. and Atwater. Man, you can't go wrong Strong with that Strong jerseys. Right Strong. Yeah. yeah, and no Elway in there. So without the Elway, I mean, that's that's a very strong group right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, without if, if, if you didn't have the Manning, then that would be like the under under the radar all first team jersey right right you're just missing like a gary zimmerman or right. like a randy Gradshaw to right. complete and, that and i guess sharp isn't that under the water I, but nationally i don't think people talk about him as much yeah you might have a point they really should yeah he so gets lost in there. there that's the thing that upset me the most about Peyton's comments when he was there was uh, his praise for Tony Gonzalez, saying, I think he's the best tight end. Yeah. Wanted to be like, hey, Peyton, what about Shannon? <laughs> what about Julius Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> no love for Julius. Uh, I, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not highly thought of around those parts. <laughs> he says, great job with the pod, and I really appreciate the military subscription. I, have, I haven't been able to swing an assignment in Colorado, so this is... This is my go-to for all things Broncos. Well, absolutely. We Just for everyone knows, uh, we have free subscriptions. Uh, if you're in the military, you just go on to the subscription page, and I believe there's a, a form you fill out. Yep. And if you haven't heard back from us, uh, just just bug us. Yep. And because we thank you 
so much and we appreciate really appreciate everything that you guys do it's the least we could do here yeah absolutely says, always look forward to listening to the pod on my commute uh that is that's the coolest thing yeah to hear. That's when people awesome. say they like their commute they like going into work they like being at work because they get to listen to us is so cool yeah you guys are part of these people's daily routines it's really amazing you are too i guess in my own way <laughs> You're just making it a happy Monday for everyone. Uh, I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> with your with your great attitude. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> How amazing! I'll take this next one ah. from Tokyo Bronco. Hope I get. Hope I get this comment in before the buzzer. Well, you sure did, Ryan. I agree with you about P H O. For me, the place has <laughs> to be recommended by a friend for me to go to a rice noodle water restaurant. Uh, wow. I am so clueless as to what you guys are talking about there. Um, luckily, lucky for me, I've been to Uncle. I moved from Denver in 2017. I have traveled to Japan six times before moving, so Uncle became the only ramen shop in town that would satisfy me after having ramen in Japan. Ooh, wow. wow. High praise. I'd say so. For me, the coolest thing about Uncle is that their ramen is completely original, yet it has the same love and time put into it that ramen in Japan has. I still think about their spicy chicken ramen all the time. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Spicy chicken ramen sounds pretty good. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Right about that. Are you, I take it you're not into the ramen or PHO scene as we're calling it? Uh, apparently, I'm, I'm a bit on the outside looking in, though I do enjoy a good bowl of... Uh, of ramen done up well, you know, with uh, some stuff thrown in the mix. So, are we talking nineteen cent ramen packs? No, that you no. Then I, do up? No, I need I need it to be a little a little <laughs> higher up than that. Ever been to Uncle? I have not. We gotta stop mentioning their name until they start paying. I guess so. I think so. <laughs> uh, and like I said, I got an Uncle opening a block away from me, so I have to give it a give it a try. Oh, really? I went there once to the uh, location they have in the hip part of town. And the wait, we got there like 15 minutes after it opened. And the wait was like three hours. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can swing that. I don't have time like that. <laughs> <laughs> Next one coming in from Abu Dhabi Patty. says, hey guys, after the question was asked yesterday, I decided it's time for my first comment on here from either of my two subscriptions. Either of my two subscriptions. We love you. Yeah. Follow. He says, how I became a Broncos fan. After finishing high school in Ireland, it's pretty common for students to travel to the USA for summer and live and work under a temporary summer working visa. The majority of people go to the same places, San Diego, Chicago, etc. Me and my friends decided to be a bit different, and after one of my friends read an article in a magazine <laughs> on the USA's best party schools, CU was ranked two or three in 2006. So we said, what about this place? Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. Why not? So we scoured the internet and found a guy willing to rent us a house on 11th and Penn on the hill in Boulder. And what followed was still to this day, probably the greatest summer into fall of my life. Yeah. Uh, sounds like it. It really The, the premise does. sets up that way that already. Was, uh, that was some smart research you did there. Yeah, no kidding. Especially for summer. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, he that says, worked out. Every day having cold snacks and other snacks, getting to know so many amazing people from Colorado, and further, all CU, fan, CU lovers and so many NFL, NFL fans, each of which taught me about the game in different ways, brought me to CU games at Folsom Field and a mile-high rivalry, rivalry game at Invesco. Lost the game 
you. So, so yeah, see, the Rams took him down. Well, I guess think so. Ryan's not here for that comment. Yeah, he, uh, yeah no kidding. Send him into a depression. He says, since I was in Colorado and the Broncos had just drafted a hot shot new quarterback called Jay Cutler, obviously, the Broncos had to be my team. Ever since then, the Broncos and everything Bronco related have become have become an instantly a huge part of my life. And now you guys have now probably become the biggest part of it. That's so cool. I yeah, listen to you guys amazing. every single day here from Abu Dhabi in the in the UAE. And I'm out here rocking my homegrown Lindsay 23 jersey C-U-T in the desert. Or C-U-T shirt in the desert at all times. That's commitment. Wow. That's commitment. That is so cool. I mean, to, to hear we have a fan in Abu Dhabi that yeah. had a summer and, and see you. Yeah. Um, and uh, that is that is so cool. We love hearing from you guys. And what a cool story. And again, unique. Uh, yeah, I'll say. I mean, how many other people are we going to find that have that same story? Yeah, no kidding. That is awesome. He says, keep keep doing what you're doing because the content is so good and BSN is doing amazing things. Thanks for everything and go Broncos. P.S. Huge shout out to the BSN merch team for their amazing correspondence regarding the homegrown t-shirt. So efficient and friendly and easy to deal with after some minor <laughs> postage issues. Continued success to BSN. We've got Lindsay <laughs> here who takes care of our merch shop doing a, you know, a little, a little lap of celebration after oh, that yeah. shout out. So much oh, appreciated. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. What a what a great comment. And going from a, a what a ten thousand word novel, which we appreciate, we love. Yeah. To a five word question from Underdog says, "What's your cure for hiccups?" Is this even a question? <laughs> <laughs> you you scare the person that has hiccups. That's the cure. Of course. Easy. Oh, once you get hiccups and you're like, ah, I need these to go away, aren't you then on the lookout for someone to scare you? Well, you need a really good friend who's like, oh, you got the hiccups? Like, <laughs> makes a mental note, catches you with your guard down, and scares those hiccups out of you. I am that friend for I people. I was just going to say, I'm a little afraid <laughs> of you right now. Like, you're getting a friend. little too excited over this whole scaring people. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you got to read people, you got to be a good guy, and people need your help, you got to step it up. I, uh... Even if that means being sneaky and scaring them. I can't ask how you scare, because I, I need to be ready for when I... Oh, I just, on. like, pop out a corner or something. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, man. <laughs> you kidding me? Yeah, that's... The go-to, and it never the, works. Like, holding your works. breath while drinking water, I've never found that to work. I've never found anything to work. Hiccups are tough. It's once you stop trying to get rid of them, they just go away. For me. Mm -hmm. It's like, but that takes... Kind of is that self-fulfilling prophecy of like... I can take like an hour to do. Yeah, that's like, true. It's the worst thing. Yeah. It's the worst thing. Especially if you're a professional podcaster. <laughs> exactly. <Pretty> tough. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll take a novel on now. <laughs> Christian C. I have a few questions for you guys. First, I am beginning to learn to golf, and I wanted to know if Ryan has any pro tips. I've not played a round of golf yet because I'm still learning the basics of the different swings and strokes. I would appreciate any tips you can offer. Second, what is it that makes Elway Steak Seasoning so good? So really, both questions here really for Ryan. We'll have to hit you on, so Christian, on Tuesday. How about make sure you re-comment this part in today's pod so that Ryan's here for, for it for tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
The second part we can't get into. When it comes to my Broncos fandom, my story is not very interesting. Growing up, my dad from Michigan was a Lions fan, and I could not bring myself to cheer for the Lions at all. After switching between the teams with the coolest logos and colors, Seahawks, Panthers, Falcons, etc., as a child, I opted for the team that my mom's family cheered for, the Broncos. Since then, I have not looked back, and I am glad that I am able to call myself a Bronco. As for the bonus question, I was introduced to BSN while searching for podcasts on Apple Podcasts during the Super Bowl year. I began listening then and have not looked back since. I cannot wait to see where you guys go along with Henry and Andre take the Broncos coverage in the future. Thank you so much. Sounds like we've got a few internationals that came on right around Super Bowl 50 Mm -hmm. and some others that came on in 06 when Cutler was drafted. Interesting. Which is in 05s when I moved to the States and could finally watch the Broncos like with the utmost regularity. And I love that defense. That defense of 2005 was awesome. Oh, yeah. And it just shows what winning does. Get you yeah. all new yeah. fans from around the world. And why it's so important. Why that franchise uh, has a valued pretty nicely. Exactly. When compared to, to others, other uh, sports franchises around the world. Exactly. So we love hearing that story, yeah. Christian. See, even though, yeah, it, it is more of the traditional way of my parents were Broncos fans. Right. Right, though, going against his dad, and I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Getting ready for this one. Coming in from an, another OG. Oh, yeah. Ryan Clayman. He says, hey, BSN family. I just wanted to chime in on some of the topics that have been on the podcast. First, Peyton Manning is a Bronco. If you win a Super Bowl for the Broncos, you are a Bronco for life. Don't disagree with you there, Ryan. Mm-hmm. He says, second, my first jersey was a Terrell Davis jersey. Then I got an Ed McCaffrey and Shannon Sharp. Well, that's a good trio to have. Yeah. Then I had a spell of bad jersey purchases when I had an Ashley Lalee, Jake Plummer, then a Jake Cutler. Then I purchased a Von Miller followed by a Bradley Roby. Can't wear the Roby one anymore, and the Miller one is really faded. I'm looking at purchasing two new ones, a Royce Freeman because I just found out that we went to the same high school. Oh, that's awesome. Imperial yeah. High School out in California, and I haven't decided on the second one yet. I think I missed the Lindsay boat, but was thinking of Dalton Reisner jersey. Mm. I live just 60 miles from where he went to high school. That's Boy. pretty cool. Yeah, I think yeah. I think a Dalton and uh, a Royce Freeman would be a good combo. Though technically, do we also live about 60 miles from where Dalton Reisner? I do. Because how far is Wiggins? I think it's... Uh, 58 on MapQuest once. Oh, wow. Okay, Google so Maps, we, we legit, we're yeah. all 60 miles from where Exactly. So you'll have to, uh, since you went to the same high school as Royce Freeman, you'll have to continue on the boat, and uh, once training camp comes, ask us if he's on the roster. We'll try to give you our oh, best guess. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, third, I have to admit that I found this podcast by sheer luck. I thought I got all the coverage of the Broncos from the local media, but wanted some extra Rockies coverage. Listened to some podcasts, but fell in love with the BSN Rockies and Juke Priestman, as we all do. Oh, yeah. So I decided to see if there was a Broncos one, and sure enough, and the rest is history. And Ryan has been an OG with us since, and we absolutely love having you on board. And Dre, here's a here's the thing. A lot of people find us by sheer luck, especially this podcast, mm-hmm. we had some, this is one of the coolest stories. We had someone reach out and say, uh, you know, I just don't have time to subscribe and read the articles. Is there any way I can just pay you guys monthly, directly? 
and we said, wow, that is like, that is the nicest thing someone's ever said. He said, you guys do such a good job. I just want to Venmo you each some money each month. And he said, no, we're, we're, we're not going to take that. We love the support. You know, subscribe if you can. Uh, yeah. Some of the articles, you know, sometimes we have novels yeah. from you. Yeah. Uh, sometimes yeah. we have quick it's stories true. on, you know, the most important things that happened that day that don't take as long. Um, but really, if you can't subscribe, which please do. Yes. Tell, tell your friends about us. To spread, help spread the mm-hmm. word mm-hmm. so that more people are finding out about us through word of mouth and, and not by chance because that helps us a, a ton as well. Yeah. Or try a free trial. Free mm. First month is free yes. on a monthly subscription. They, try that out. Exactly. We offer gift subscriptions. You want to ask, you know, mm. ask that special someone to get you a gift. Uh, and then you also get a free t-shirt. Father's Day coming up or what have you. That's right. You'll get a free t-shirt. But you got to be sure you tell the person that got you the gift. Hey, I want that free T-shirt that comes with that gift. <laughs> exactly. Don't be holding out on me. <laughs> he finishes up with says, "Lastly, a football question. We all know how good Chris Harris Jr. is and how elite he is, but does the NFL and his peers see him the same way? I have a feeling they don't, and here is why. NFL Network has a show called Top 100 Players, where the players and only the players rank each other. The show started in 2011, the same year Chris was uh, came out from college." Chris was not included on the list until 2016. He placed 52nd. He was ranked the sixth best cornerback in the NFL. In 2017, he ranked number 63, the seventh best cornerback mm-hmm. in the league. In 2008, he was ranked 86th, the 11th best cornerback in the league. To me, Chris is the best cornerback in the league and should be paid like one, but I think that if his peers don't see him as the best, neither do GMs. I don't think if he leaves next year for free agency, he he will not get paid like he is the best. Denver should just lock him down for another four to five years and call it a day. I really want Chris to retire a Bronco. Thank you. and far, Sorry for the long post. Keep up the awesome work, RC. Boy, that's a good, mm-hmm. that is a good argument from, from Ryan. What do you think, Dre? Yeah, I think he is underrated for whatever reason. I think Partially, it's that he wasn't necessarily considered the best cornerback on that Super Bowl winning team. Mm-hmm. That's what'll give you a little juice. What what um, else? What also helped Akeem to leave besides being a good corner on on his own? Oh, being outspoken. Oh yeah. You know, highlight plays. Uh, being in the news early yeah. and often, <laughs> right. not right. just for stuff on the field, right. a good play, but other stuff on the field, yanking chains, yeah. taking names, being outspoken in the media. Uh, having an incident where he likely shot himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll I mean, that'll get you. He was he was a character. Yeah, no doubt. And here's the former thing. first round pick. The only reason I would disagree with you, Ryan, is quarterbacks know how good he is. Because quarterbacks don't throw Chris's way and haven't yeah. in a very long time. That's about where it ends because I don't think other position groups, just the average player, would value Chris very high i i don't think, yeah i don't or, or as high as he should be valued i don't think they do because i think wide receivers might opposing yeah, wide receivers absolutely and and that's a good point but you know other cornerbacks other defensive yeah. linemen mm-hmm. you know they're they're seeing the jalen ramseys of the world right they keep to leaves the ones that are always in the headlines and they're like yeah. who's this jalen ramsey guy who's always making this noise they watch some film they're not just going to say who's this Chris Harris Jr. guy, right? Because I've never, you know, he's never in the news. Let me watch him. Right. It does help to be in the news, you know. 
yeah, uh, being that prima donna. Bad things. Yeah, yeah it, it helps most of the time. And Chris, Chris just doesn't have that. Now, Dre, what type of contract do you think he could get on the open market next year? It'll be interesting because he'll be turning 30. And it'll be 30. He'll be turning 31. Oh, right. And typically, once you're at that juncture, your your earnings are going to go down. And he's also, you know, I mean, even though he, we all know he can cover outside, Chris can do everything. That's the argument for why he'd be the best corner in the league. Well, the problem is, uh, I think he's viewed more of a slot cornerback. And that's going to take his value down. So you've got age in the mix, you've got the fact that he's undervalued in general, and the fact that he's undersized and is viewed as more of a slot cornerback. All that is going to take away from his potential earnings. I think on the open market, he'd make right around what Kareem Jackson made. Then can you let Chris go? It's going to cost you 11 mil. But 11 mil on a short contract. Right. You know, so less guaranteed. So it's a you'd little be, easier be, to stomach. You'd be foolish to let him go if he's just going to go get three for 33. I think so, too. Mm. I think you'd have to. But the other thing is, typically when the Broncos let a guy explore the market, rarely See do that. they bring it back. Do they, you know, which it, the opposite should happen. It should be like, okay, you saw the market. Now you see we weren't being unreasonable. Let's let's end this. If we're talking a short deal, I can absolutely see Chris getting two for thirty or three for forty-five. Yeah, I can see that happening, and there's no way I see the Broncos doing that. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, sad. I just I don't see him falling off this year. Oh, I don't I, either. And he's going to chase the money, and some team's going to give him. I just think some team's going to give him more than eleven. But maybe I'm foolish for thinking that. Because Kareem Jackson's got the largest contract for a cornerback over 30 years old. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, and, you know, I think he could age so nicely. I could. I think he could play some free safety once he hits, like, his mid-30s. Right. He could do the Charles Woodson and transition easily, you know? Do you want to pay that type of transitional player $15 million a year? <laughs> no, no, I, right. I think 15 is unreasonable. Right. I agree. Well, I mean, as much as I love Chris, I think... Even at his in his prime, fifteen was unreasonable. Yeah, that's what elite shutdown outside man corners get, and he just isn't that. Whether that's fair or not, I don't know. But that's just, just how football has been for years, and, and especially in this defense. And you already have so much invested with yeah, Bryce right. and Kareem and Vic Fangio doesn't need these type of guys. So right, but boy, what what a great point by Ryan Clayman to bring that up. And and really quick, also. The NFL top 100 players is yeah. absolute baloney. I was going to say. These yeah. people come in uh, near the end of a season, give a piece of paper to each player that wants to do this and says, can you list off, I think it's your top 20 players in the league. Uh-huh. And some, you know, get tucked away in the locker room and, and really try to figure it out, pull up lists of every player. So that's like one person a team right. that does yeah. that. Everyone else puts... You know, themselves, Von Miller, people putting Case Keenum on it last year, you know, Broncos players, because it's our our teammates. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just a a load of baloney. But, you know, who doesn't come up when you're doing that is guys that aren't in the news. So Chris won't be thought of 
by those guys. So, yeah, don't read too much into that. Yeah. The top 100 players is such a smart thing for the NFL to do because it's a it's a top 100 list made by players. It they get to present it off as a huge deal. Oh yeah, but it's, it's a lot of debate. It's the largest piece of trash thing <laughs> at, at out there, just because of how much of a joke it really is. As long as Tom Brady's playing, he's going to be top five. I don't care if he's right. he's awful. He's going to be in the top five just because yeah. he's Tom Brady. He's got yeah. the name. Yeah, I mean, it's a fair point. And these guys are too busy doing their own jobs to be watching right. the best players in the NFC in a division they're not playing that year. Exactly. You know, like, they should be, at least. It's just silly. Right, yeah. You want to get this last one, Dre? Yeah. Um, Nijalo? Nihalo. Nihalo. I I'm not, I'm not okay. an expert, but I well, believe. But, but you're familiar. Hey, guys, lots to cover, so apologies in advance. Point one, my first jersey was TD, which I think for a lot of people our generation is the case. Absolutely. He was my first jersey. I got it as a birthday present when I was probably around 10-ish, and thanks to lack of an impactful growth spurt, was able to wear it basically <laughs> until high school. My parents split when I was young, and I lived with my mom, but I loved to always, loved to always wear that jersey whenever I was missing my dad. At almost any major function, birthdays, holidays, etc., you can guarantee that I was wearing that jersey. Once I grew out of it, I gave it to my younger sister in hopes it would spark a passion for the Broncos like it did with me. But her fandom is very passive at best. <laughs> That's awesome that yeah. you got handed it down like that. Yeah, very, very nice of you. Um, I would, I would not do that. Since then, <laughs> I've had a lot of different jerseys. My next jersey was Elway, duh which I always pass down to my sister once I grew out of. I got a Javon Walker jersey for Christmas two months before he got released. Yeah, that's a classic. Oh, no. Once he signed with the Raiders, I threw it out because my adolescent brain was so upset he was going to the Raiders. I never wanted to see his jersey again. I bought an orange Tebow jersey during Tebow Mania. It was one of the weird, shiny Reebok ones, but I honestly don't regret buying it because wearing it to pick up football games in college Always got a good laugh. <laughs> Bought a Manning jersey in 2012 and a Vaughn jersey the day after we won Super Bowl in 2015. Still debating between a Chubb, Risner, Locke, Lindsay jersey for my next one. Two, I became the Broncos fan because it's where I was born. Shout out to Boulder Community Hospital. 721-1992, um, 1255 AM. I was also born in Boulder Community <laughs> Hospital. And my entire dad's side of the family are Broncos fans. As I mentioned, my parents split when I was very young, and I only got to see my dad twice a year for when I was two until about 15 when I decided to live with my dad and not my mom. Um, from when I was old enough to start to understand football, the Broncos became something that meant so much more to me than just sports. It was the connection that I had to my dad, who was still in Colorado, when I was living with my mom in Oregon and California. When Denver signed Peyton, my dad and I uh, said we'd both get Broncos tattoos when, not if, we won a Super Bowl. So on February 2nd, 2015, I called to make my appointment and now have the old D logo on my ribs. And he's got the current logo as part of a sleeve on his shoulder. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. That's pretty dope. Needless to say, the Broncos always have and always will mean a lot to me. Three, I found out about BSN on the... Oh, the Broncos subreddit and have been a subscriber for almost a year. Since then, I got my uncle on board in the form of a Christmas present and most recently, my roommate, Nick Gilbert, 1993. Shout out to him. 
Awesome. Man, what That's great. What, what cool stories there. Yeah, and really. uh, yeah, shout out to Broncos subreddit on Reddit, our, our friends over at Reddit for uh, for helping land you. And what what cool stories, you know, sports is always, typically always so much more than sports and helps yeah. really connect people. And certainly uh, Nihalo's right in there. Awesome that, that you and your dad have those tattoos after Peyton helped deliver one. Yeah. And then we do have a question at the buzzer. Did we you do. see that? We have a buzzer beater coming in from True Chant Fan Twenty Four. He says, "Let's see if I can get one in." And buzzer beaters are rare over the weekend because there's so much time. But True Chant Fan, you did it. He you says, it. "Sorry, fellas, it's been a minute since I commented. Not sure you noticed since I am not one of the greats when it comes to the pod." Oh, you're you're quickly making yourself in there, True <laughs> Chant Fan. He says, "When it comes to Manning being a Bronco over a Colt, all I will say is." Would you rather say you belong to an organization that has Pat Bolin and John Elway shaking my fist, or would you rather say you belong to an organization headed by Jim Ursay? You yeah. choose. I think that's an easy choice, True Champion says. Much love. I spent the last week driving, and my girlfriend got to listen to the podcast for the first time. She hates sports. I, I don't know how I do it. All she noticed was Zach's laughs and thought it was cute. There we go. You're there the we go. You're the house, man. That's They're what I'm going for. Renowned need, around the world. I need more girlfriends to listen. To, uh, uh, I think so. I think so. So uh, just make sure your girlfriends are tuning in. That's maybe right. Make sure your girlfriends aren't tuning in. Oh, know. yeah. That's right. That laugh will, will slay them. <laughs> you sound sarcastic. Oh, like, what are you talking I, about? I would never. I would never. <laughs> and on that beautiful note. We will leave today. Have a wonderful Monday. We will be back. Ryan will be back tomorrow. We will watch practice tomorrow, Wednesday and Thursday of this week. It's going to be a spectacular final week to the Broncos offseason conditioning program. Make sure you're rolling with us. Andre's going to have some great content this week. And Dre, as always, I loved rolling with you today, yes, man. Yes, same. Always a pleasure, my man. So stay tuned to BSN. Make sure you subscribe, bsndenver.com, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, guys, it's Allie and Lindsay here, and we want to talk to you about our new favorite wine subscription. It is Winester. The best thing about Winester is that they work with small wineries. You know BSN loves supporting small local businesses, and Winester is just that, supporting real people making real wine. These guys will curate a hand-picked shipment for you from the best small wine producers in the U.S. So my favorite part about Winester is the fact that I don't really know much about wine, and when I go to a liquor store, I tend to gravitate towards the same wine I've always had instead of trying something new. But with Winester, they make the process so easy. That's exactly right, Allie. And from my perspective, you guys, I love wine and have tried so many different types of wine at different price points. And Winester is not only easy, but it is quite literally some of the best wine I've ever tasted, and it makes for an amazing gift. What's also ideal about Winester is that you can pick your shipments based on your schedule. That's right, Allie. So whether you're a casual drinker or you love hosting parties, you can get your shipment based on your lifestyle. So head to their website today, you guys. That's W-I-N-E-S-T-Y-R, Winester.com. We've got BSN25 promo code for you, and you can save $25 off your first order.